Welcome back to another episode of Nach Daily. Today we'll be learning the sixth chapter in Daniel, the famous story of his miraculous escape from the lion's den. May this segment be a merit for the Elias Neshama of Rezel Bas Moshe and Avram Aaron Ben Yisrael Yitzchak. Most Mephorshim explained that King Daryavish in this parak was the son of Achashverosh and Esther. Daryavish became the ruler when he was 62 years old and appointed 120 satraps to run his kingdom. As he was no longer young, he felt unable to do this on his own. A satrap was in a sense higher than an officer as he was able to administer the provinces without having to report to the king. The satraps had a certain level of autonomy and independence, but they had three overlords to whom they were required to report. One of the overlords was Daniel. Over time, the king contemplated putting Daniel in charge of the entire kingdom, arousing jealousy amongst the ranking officials and overlords. Although they tried to find evidence of corruption or misdeeds on his part, they were unable to do so. They conspired to create a scheme against Daniel to set the stage for his death. The officials and overlords approached the king, advising him that for the next 30 days he should make strict laws regarding worship in the kingdom. Anyone who made a request to anything or anyone other than the king should be thrown into the lines then as punishment. They asked him to sign the proclamation so that it would be irreversible in their court system. The Achach explains that this was a prohibition not to pray to anything at all. Daryavish would be the sole intermediary between man and God. The Rabad Wali asked, what type of king would listen to such bad advice? This decree would cause people to rebel against them. The Rabad Wali gives two answers. One, the hearts of kings are in the hands of God. This was a test for Daniel. Would he persist in the servants of God or back down? But it should be noted, Daniel did not change his ways. Two, Hashem wanted to demonstrate his power through the miracle of the lions, something which he had not done throughout Daryavish's rule. When Daniel heard about the proclamation, he went home and prayed three times a day towards a window facing Yerushalayim. The Mephorshim note that although Daniel usually prayed with a minion in a shul, this was not something for which he was required to die and give his life for. The setup worked. While Daniel was in the midst of prayer, they barged into his house and caught him red-handed. They immediately went to the king and reminded him of the irreversible de- decree accusing Daniel of praying three times a day. Upon hearing the news, the king was very upset. He loved Daniel, who he knew was totally honest and good. Rashi explains that the king actually tried to delay the punishment and find the defense for Daniel. Rav Yagon says that he tried to impose a monetary fine on Daniel instead. The Ramad Wali adds that Daryavish understood when his advisors came to charge Daniel, this was just a pretext to have him killed. The king tried until sunset to save Daniel. The Mephorshim all note that it was only until sunset because at that time Daniel prayed again. The king was unable to get Daniel off the hook once he had further incriminated himself. Prior to throwing him to the lions then, the king blessed Daniel that Hashem should rescue him. Daniel was thrown into the lions then. A boulder was placed over it and sealed with the king's signet ring. The king returned to his palace in a distraught state. He refused entertainment and neither neither ate nor slept. The Malbim notes that the pit was sealed with the signet ring to make it clear that there was no tampering with the boulder in an attempt to release Daniel. The Ramad Wali notes that the king, through it all, had faith that the tzaddik's God would save him. He wanted to make the miracle even greater by showing that if the seal would be unbroken, there was no way humanly possible for Daniel to escape or be helped by a person. 
Verse 21 tells us that at daybreak, the king arose and went to check if Daniel was still alive, calling out in a mournful voice, Daniel, servant of the living God, was the God whom you continually worship able to rescue you from the lions? To the king's surprise, he heard Daniel's voice call back, Long live the king! Daniel said that Hashem sent angels to shut the mouths of the lions so that he would not be harmed. I'm innocent in his eyes. Rabbi Nachman explains in Sefer Amidus that Daniel was able to subdue the lions with his power of prayer because prayer has the ability to rule over the natural world. The king was extremely happy and had Daniel lifted from the lions then. The king ordered all the peoples and their families who had slandered Daniel to be thrown into the den where they were instantly devoured. The chapter ends with King Daryavish writing a proclamation to his entire kingdom declaring that the God of Daniel is the true God whom all must fear and before whom all must tremble. Hashem's kingdom will never be destroyed. He saves whoever he pleases and saved Daniel from the mouths of lions. Daniel prospered for the rest of King Daryavish's reign and throughout that of Koresh. This ends the stories in Sefer Daniel. Stay tuned to the next episode of Nachdeli. In the next six chapters, we'll, we'll learn of the Daniel's awesome prophecies. Thank you for listening and have a wonderful day.